Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the War Room Podcast. One of your hosts is Big E and got the other one beside me, Mr. T Cop. How you doing, T? Hey, Big E, what's going on, brother? I mean, I can't call it, man. We outside again. We outside. <laughs> <laughs> a little windy, but you know, it is what it is. Might hear some kids pull up for the after school program here at the Premier Sports Academy. Matter of fact, people need to sign their kids up, bring them out here. For Get some real. training, after school program, a little bit of everything. Whatever you, know? you need, tutoring, whatever you need. So speaking about the academy, what's going on this weekend? Uh, well, this weekend, man, we have. Shucks, we got seven on seven going on. Like I said, we got four age groups. We got a nine U team, two fifteen U teams, and an eighteen U team. So we go up. We head up to Raleigh this Saturday, uh, and we play up there as an organization. And then uh, AAU basketball, our ninth grade slash fifteen U team head to Greensboro, and our seventh grade team heads to Greensboro this weekend as well. So we pretty 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 busy. Can we bet on that? Can we bet on these games? I don't think you can with, <laughs> with Bet Online. They, they ain't made it on Bet Online yet. Well, we're speaking of Bet Online, looking to wager on these games or national championships, head over to betonline.ag uh, on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite video. Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online, where the game starts, brother. Look, I'm going to tell you something, Biggie. This Bet Online thing, I know a couple of people that are doing this Bet Online stuff because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you they went in guap, <laughs> they need to let us hold something. Big E, they winning, Big E. They can at least buy us a meal or something, right? For real, they are winning. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to do it on base during baseball season. So I can't do the baseball because I don't really know baseball. I know baseball, how to play it, but I'm not up on the game that much. We got baseball, and we got the playoffs coming for basketball, too. And I think the, what is it, uh, you know, bring up the Lakers again. The Lakers clearly are terrible, and yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs, it looks like. I think they it's the the odds are ridiculous. It's like sixteen to one that they make it in. So we're gonna say they season over. And then I saw a lot of comparisons with LeBron and Jordan, which is usual. Mm-hmm. About it saying, uh, but matter of fact, it was Kobe, not Jordan. Mm-hmm. It said Kobe played on a seventeen win Lakers team, and he still played the game. And LeBron's sitting out, and he's not hurt. I got mixed feelings about that. I mean, I understand that, you know, times are different. Mm-hmm, for sure, I feel like times are different. Money's different. Game. Money's different. You know, I think God's mentality is different. You can just look at, go back in the day. Let's talk a little about basketball and football. Go back in the day with the All-Star games. Right. The Pro Bowls. Back in the day, especially with football, mm-hmm. that was all out. Oh, it was a regular we going game. hard. It was a regular game. We going hard in the game, but now it's more, I don't want to get injured. Um it's more of a two-hand touch, just yeah. wrap-up type of thing. You know, the basketball side of things, the All-Star game, don't get serious until, like, the last quarter, maybe. For sure. You know, so times has changed, and with, with LeBron sitting out, I see why the Lakers have us sitting out because at the end of the day, he is the savior of that program, he truthfully. He's saving much right now. He's not, but he need help. So <laughs> I mean, there's no need to get him injured knowing they're, you're not going there's no anywhere. There's no chances. I mean, yeah. 40, I think you're paying $43 million, so – might as well let him sit down, but then Russ makes more than he does this year, so it's kind of crazy. 
but they feel like Russ is, is expendable. He is. He is. And then you, you think about it when Magic Johnson has been speaking on how they could have got DeMar DeRozan instead of Russell Westbrook, but he blamed LeBron for why they signed Russell Westbrook over DeRozan. But at the end of the day, if you look at it, signing Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook wasn't a bad sign. Now, hindsight, 2020, looking back at it, you're like, nah, maybe he didn't fit. But nobody can tell me when you saw Russell, Russell Westbrook picture and name on that roster you weren't excited with everybody else they had on that roster yeah. you didn't think that you know what this team may go back to the championship well that's why they were preseason number one the yeah. favorite to go back and, re- and uh play in the championship again so i mean it's it's definitely different times like you said but watching lebron's podcast that he has the barbershop or the shop or whatever it's called mm-hmm. he made a statement about he feels bad about kids that coming to see him play and him not playing that game. So it's all the reason why he should play. I mean, you sitting mm-hmm. on the bench indoors with sunglasses on really doesn't seem like you're taking it serious <laughs> at all, you know? It yeah. kind of, that bothers me. It really does bother me. You make way too much money not to put on a show, and it is entertainment. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a sport, but sports are entertaining. I mean, you think about a year where sports were canceled, uh, 2020, uh, it wasn't the same, no fan interaction with the whole COVID pandemic and everything. So mm-hmm. I think he should be playing. Um, it's kind of somewhat of a coward move, I believe, where he could probably speak up and play if they're the ones that if the organization told him to sit down. Yeah. He could probably say, hey, I want to play. But then it also makes him think, does he have so much power that he said he didn't want to play? So tell me this, is he not playing? He didn't play the last two games. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't play the last two games. He was just chilling on the bench. I mean, just chilling. Got you. You know, and something else popped up for me, man, and and this is very uh, off topic or off subject or just random as I'll get out, but mm-hmm. these are grown men. Have you ever noticed how they have handshakes with every player on the team? <laughs> at, some, at some point in time, they practice this. You know what, though? I can appreciate that, and I respect that, because all that shows me is that everybody has their own relationship with everybody. Right. So... Just a prime example, me and my homeboy V. Uh, v down down a little watch from home. We grew up together, been best friends for a while, for a long time since kids. We have our own certain little handshake. You right, know what I'm saying? So right. it's just the fact that you have relationships with these different guys on the team. So your relationship is different for everybody. So my handshake with you might be a different handshake from somebody else. No, completely understand. But my, I guess I'm more focused on the fact that they took time to practice it. <laughs> like, could you imagine sitting there? It's like, these are a million-dollar people sitting here yeah. spending 10, 15, 20 minutes. And how many times do they mess it up? Like, they got to have it on point to do it on national TV. And you know what, though? The good thing about it is they're still playing a kid's sport, so it's keeping them young. It is. It so is. mentally it's keeping them young. It's keeping them energetic. It's keeping them wanting to do crazy stuff but like could that. You, could you imagine how funny it would be to sit there and watch them practice this stuff? That's true. They took time out of their <laughs> practice schedule. Hey, man, I got this new handshake I want to do with you, man. You know, but I guess I, it was more funny to me than anything. I was just like, wow, LeBron's sitting out. Wait a minute. He's doing a 10-second handshake with AD. And then you got to remember, they have to remember the handshake. With everybody. <laughs> with everybody. It's important to them. It's just like maybe you should have to put a little bit more time into learning how to play together versus shake each other's hands. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of basketball, let's jump into the NCAA. Don Staley um, has cemented herself as, I'm say, top three women's coaches of all time. And if you go back and look at her track record over her career as a coach and player, it is remarkable, man. Yeah. 
It's her second national championship. I think she's been to the final four, four or six times. Mm-hmm. Sweet 16, like eight times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when she was on the lower level coaching outside of the SEC, I think it was, she was in the A-10 or whatever it was. I can't remember what, what conference mm-hmm. it was. But she was actually getting the job done there, too. So shout-outs to her and the Gamecocks for, for winning. Question. Yeah, shout-out to her, but I'm still kind of halfway shouting out. I'm, I'm proud of her, put it that way. But I'm a UConn fan. So <laughs> women too? I'm a UConn program okay. fan. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. tell me this. If she's top three, who's your top two? Pat Summon and the coach she beat. True. Look, Pat Summon and what was and that? Gino, Gino Ar- Ariyama. I can't say yeah, his name. Gino. I'm gonna put Gino number one. Okay. You gotta put him number one. You and then to. Pat. Then Pat. But she Pat I mean she Tennessee. Is, she she has years left though. Like a lot of years left. I don't. Is she still? I don't think she's still coaching. No, no, not her. I'm talking about Don Don Staley. She okay. has years left, so she's gonna move up the ranks for sure. She's ne- nobody's ever gonna beat Gino. Oh, I don't I, think I, nobody's because his his record. Like at one point, they was like number one C for like maybe about four or five years in a row. Don Staley went from start to end as number one in the country. One year. That's phenomenal. I'm not downing her. I'm not downing her, but I'm just I'm making that point to show you that Gino been doing it for years from number one from start to finish. Gino got seasons where he never been beat. Oh, he has quite a few. I mean, his record, he's uh, 88% win percentage. That's crazy. She, <laughs> he's 1,149 and 150. Come on, man. Ain't nobody <laughs> better than him. Ain't nobody beat that program. That's I mean, insane. when it comes to wins and losses like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. But Don Staley got the job done. Not just yeah. taking nothing away from UConn women. They're a phenomenal True. team as well. I can't think of that girl's name, but she literally, she's a baller, a point guard. I can't think of her name. But, um, you know, shout out to the Gamecocks for winning. Congrats on that. Now, let's jump over to the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had that Duke Carolina, which in the Final Four situation, uh, which was uh, a good game. A lot of trash talk on social media between Duke fans and Carolina fans. Yep. Back and forth. Uh, who were you? I mean, me and you both said we wish both of them would lose, but yep. obviously that's not possible. <laughs> Coach K's legacy. The, I mean, obviously you can't really tarnish it, but mm-hmm. how do you think that makes him feel to lose this final game? I think they said he lost his very first game at Duke to Carolina, mm-hmm. and his final game he lost to Carolina again. I don't think you really look at the fact it was Carolina, even though it was Carolina is a rival school. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, honestly, that's the biggest rivalry in all of sports. You know, Carolina and Duke. Yankees, Red Sox. Carolina and Duke is the biggest rivalry in all of sports. I feel like Redskins. Well, command. What is it? Command. What are they? The Commanders. Yeah. Commanders, Cowboys. To me, that's it's a rivalry, but is it really a rivalry? I mean, that Thanksgiving game happened about a hundred times. That's true, but look at. Wins and losses. How many times did Dallas beat the Redskins? How many times the Redskins beat Dallas? Compared to Carolina and Duke. Like, Carolina and Duke is almost even. Point-wise and wins and loss-wise when it yeah. comes to beating each other. Yeah, the Cowboys are 75 and 47. Come on, that's not robbery. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, they just play each other a lot. You're just What you say the same thing about Duke and Carolina? But that's a robbery. And That's they're true. only and they're only like fifteen minutes away from each other. True. I mean, Carolina leads with one hundred forty-three wins. Duke has one hundred fifteen wins. Very close. It's close. It's very close. So, I mean, 
the game was exciting. I think I got more entertainment out of listening to the fans talk junk back and forth to one another. Yeah. Uh, so many houses divided with marriages and stuff, with one rooting for the other. Yep. Uh, a lot of people talking junk about Coach K. But I saw somebody put us, y'all need to be worried about who the coach is, well, the coach that's replacing Coach K and moving forward versus worrying about Carolina losing in the national championship. I think they're good. They're good with that. And, and going back to Coach K legacy, like I said, you can't tarnish it because – at the end of the day, he got beat his last game by Carolina. But guess what? It was in the Final Four. It was. You know how I many teams sh- never been, been to the Final Four? The number eight Final Four, though. They lost to a number eight seed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. But they still lost in the Final Four. And I think when it comes to the coaching, their replacement is the, the, the assistant coach that was already on the team. Mm-hmm. So he understands the culture. He's under, He understands the coaching style. And he's kind of been groomed. By Coach K. Yeah, he's been there for a while. So, you I know, mean, his ultimate, re- his all time record is 1,170 wins to 361 losses. 46 years of coaching. It's a long time. Yeah. 41 of those years were at Duke where he had 1,097 wins and 302 losses. And then he, he was there so long, the, the actual mascot looked like him. The Blue Devil mascot <laughs> looked like Coach K. It, it does. It does. It does. It does, you know. But how did you feel about the national championship game? Did you watch it? I watched it. And you know what? It was it was entertaining because Kansas jumped out on them early. I want to say like, like five zip. Car- oh, yeah, yeah, for five sure. Five zip, seven zip or something like that. And then Carolina just stormed back. They did. I thought up it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, up I went to by sleep. 15. I went to sleep. Yeah, I didn't go to sleep, though. Up by 15 and a half. And then I think Kansas made some adjustments. Did and then they? they came back, you know, and they they took it. Do you think that Carolina just ran out of gas? They they're not very deep in their uh, they're not their deep. lineup. Like I, I've never seen a center. I mean, the center played almost every minute. Mm-hmm. Acott for Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't come out until he hurt his ankle towards the end of the game. And I believe that that was a major difference in the game. Him a, coming out a huge difference. And I think do I think they ran out of gas? I don't know. I don't think they kept their foot on the pedal after halftime. Right. And it could have just been, you know, Kansas is a is an amazing program. Man, they were number one seed. They're number one seed, and Kansas been number one seed for a long time. Each year, they almost number one mm-hmm. seed each year. Mm-hmm. So, they got a great coaching staff, and I feel like maybe they just came out and made those adjustments, and that was all they needed to do. Was Carolina's national championship in the final four against Duke? Was that their game, and they were just? I would have said that if they would got blown out. If they would got blown out of the game, I would have felt like you know what. They just exhausted, exerted too much emotion, mm-hmm. too much energy, and they played their rival in the Final Four and they beat them. That's kind of their national championship. For sure. For, For sure. some fans it was anyway because oh, a lot of, a fans, lot of were Carolina like, fans didn't care about that game. They were like, at least we got there. Yeah, oh no, you know at least we beat Duke. At least we beat Duke. Beat, beat yeah. Coach K on his last game. <laughs> That's it. That's what a lot of them were hollering. Like, literally, I'm seeing it. I mean, to this day, I mean, the game was, what, two days ago? Yeah. A couple days ago. So people are still – Talking about it, obviously. Dante, one of them. You know, Dante. Uh, yeah, Rain, Benny Rain drops the other one. He's a Carolina <laughs> fan, good friend of mine, and he, he really – I thought he was going to be upset. He wasn't. He was like, we beat Coach K See? on his last game. So I feel like the fans and players a little bit. That ain't good enough. That ain't good enough at all. About to get attacked by a bee sitting outside. I'm going to have to take this thing back indoors. I got time to be swelling up out here with some allergic reaction. But, uh, but I mean, the, the game – was exciting. I watched the highlights, obviously, because I went to sleep on the game thinking Carolina was going to pull away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a scene where Baycott for Carolina when he rolled his ankle. Okay. 
and his ankle was already bothering him. He had hurt it the previous game. The floor moved. Like, you actually see the boards of the floor move. And naturally, I go straight to this. Like, the game probably could have ended differently if he was in there the entire time. Mm -hmm. But then my next thing is, like, he got to sue them. You think so? You got to. Did it move that much? I didn't see that part. For it to be that major of a game, Mm -hmm. you have to be somewhat salty as an injury. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how the players end up coming out of college and they're putting insurances on themselves Mm -hmm. uh, just in case they get hurt and they know they can go pro. I mean, that kid's going to go pro for sure. Mm -hmm. But the floor moved a lot. You're going to have to, I'm going to send you it and let you see it. I posted on the the War Room uh, Facebook page later today and you can see the floor move. Like it was like three panels of the uh, wood floor moved when his his ankle rolled. That's crazy. That's crazy. Not, it can't, I mean, I'm sure it happened over the course of the game more than likely Mm because, you know, they put these courts together, uh, in less than two hours, man. I, I played arena football, and we played uh, uh, in Cleveland, and they pick up the basketball floor, and they put it right back in, put the turf field down for us to play, and pull that right back up, mm-hmm. put the basketball court back down. So it's just a big puzzle out there. Yeah, uh, I don't know if someone made a mistake putting it together or it just is what it is and it got caught on camera because yeah. cameras are everywhere these days. But uh, would you press charges? or Well, not press charges, but would you sue? Nah. Nah. No. It's a check, man. I know that. That's, but you you're not even thinking about suing anybody at that time. You just got beat. You know what I'm saying? You just get you just got beat, and they came back. But he probably didn't know the floor moved that's until what I'm they saying. showed it to him afterwards. That's when that conversation kicked in. He's salty. They just lost. He got hurt. It's a lot that's gonna go Strong into that. Strong chance though. his last game at Carolina. It's a lot to go into that though, man. Oh man, he got to get a a che- he got to get that check from the NCAA. I'm it's sorry, he got to man. He probably will some type <laughs> of way. They're gonna try to make something right. I'm sure. You know, speaking of of games, we had a game this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, my North Carolina Rebels, and we got a, our second win of the season. So now I'm, we're about out of that losing thing. We're 500 now. Okay, guess what the score was? <laughs> 76 to six. Who y'all play? <laughs> Carolina Bengals out of Wilmington. 76 to 6. Should they be in the, Are y'all that good or they're I, I just mean, that we're terrible? We're 2 and 2. Oh, a little bit of both. We're 2 and 2. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think we're starting to find our uh, mojo again. And mm-hmm. I just think they kind of got caught up in uh, their 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. We can compete. And they didn't travel very well. Um, one thing about minor league football, people have jobs, people have things to do, family obligations. Mm-hmm. So sometimes players can't make every game. And and I feel like I don't necessarily know if that was their reasoning, but they traveled pretty light. Mm-hmm. We traveled our normal well, was our home game. So we, we were there in, in numbers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we did everything that we could possibly wanted to do and it was working. Good. I mean, we I wasn't even trying sometimes <laughs> and it was working, you know. That's but, how it is. <laughs> but uh it was a, 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 a a great win for us. Obviously, it's the most points we've scored as an uh, organization. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully, we can build off of it. We get this bye week here this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, come back and play a team uh, out of Raleigh, the, the Carolina Curse. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, we can keep this thing going because this 500 thing is underneath my skin, just like having a losing record <laughs> starting the season, you know? So, it's just exactly. like I'm, I'm used to being in the winner's bracket at all times. We're, I think we're like tied for seventh place. I don't know if we've ever been that low. Uh, ever, and yeah, I got plenty of time to come up. Well, we got plenty of time, but power rankings were still number two. But because mm-hmm. I mean, we do get our respect because of our history. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we can pull it out. But seventy six to six, man, I kind of felt bad. Yeah, like am I wrong for running the score up? I'm gonna tell you what I how I feel about running the score up. I feel like, especially, 
I ain't say especially, but this is how I feel about running the score up. You already said it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of running the score up, but we still competing. Yeah. And if that score get ran up, it get ran up. Now I might I might stop throwing the ball a little bit and run certain things. I might stop throwing it. But at the end of the day, if you can't stop something, we just gonna keep right on rolling with it. I feel like at a certain point it was more of practicing for the future. Mm-hmm. So when you put somebody in that normally doesn't play in the first or second quarter, mm-hmm. and you're able to put them in, because I think we had 40-something points by halftime, mm-hmm. and they're still executing. You can't limit them. You have to let them get their their time because you're I still building that. a team and trying to figure out who's going to be playing in Week 10 or yeah. the playoffs. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, probably I mean, didn't have to throw it as much. Man, if the score get ran up, it get ran up because I feel like Especially with certain programs, if they have the chance to beat you like that, they're going to do the exact same thing. I believe it. You know, I believe it. I mean, I, I saw their coach take a picture of the scoreboard, so I'm pretty sure he has some vengeance. In oh, it. that's bulletin board material. Oh, it's bulletin board material. He's yeah. going to use that the next time we play. I'm sure. But you know, good win for us moving forward. But um, you know, you have so much stuff going on in the sports world. We got the end of the basketball season coming up. Baseball season's uh, about to get flowing real good. Um, here shortly got the hockey playoffs they're not too far away mm-hmm. are you a, do you follow hockey no i don't have you ever been to a hockey game i haven't but i heard this oh we gotta go we yeah, gotta go man. I heard you would fun. enjoy it you would i really believe you enjoy it. the hurricanes right there in raleigh a short little trip for us we should we try to make it before the regular season's over for mm-hmm. sure i'm gonna see if i can talk you into going down there with me i'll check we it can out buy some nosebleeds yeah you know i just need to get in the building that's it in the building <laughs> you know speaking of that when you go to a sporting event mm-hmm. does it matter where it sit for you where you sit or you just need to be in the building? Nah, it matters. It matters? Well, explain to me. Why, why, why does it matter? Because I'm I'm used to seeing sporting events from good seats. Let's, let's not forget T-Cop is big time, people. Let's nah, forget that. Let's nah, not that's, forget. that's not it. But I like watching sporting events with good seats. They got these big TVs that really now, don't matter. See, if, if I'm watching on TV, I should stay home. I agree with you on that. Now, I'm not saying my seats have to be floor seats, but I don't want to be up in the nosebleed. Right. You know, I'd rather just watch it on TV if I'm going to be up that high. I agree with you. Myself and uh, yeah, one of our old teammates, Tori Morris, we, we typically wait till the last hour before kickoff to get our tickets. <laughs> like, if we're going to a professional game, we wait till yeah. the last minute, buy our tickets, and wherever they're at where, is where they're at. Yeah. We just want to be in the building. That's ultimately where we're at. I mean, it's when I went out to the Super Bowl, I think it was 2010, and we ended up selling our tickets to the game mm-hmm. uh, for a ridiculous amount of money instead yeah. of going. And uh, we went to a bar, like I said before. But, I mean, depending on the event, like if it's the Super Bowl, do it matter? If now, it's the national championship or if it's the NBA championship? Now, those type games, it don't matter. You just need to be in the city. Because you just got to – if you're trying to go to the game, you just got to be in the game because it's so hard to get good, t- good seats and yeah. good tickets. Or yeah. if you do get them – the ticket price gonna be through the roof. You're gonna be stressed out because yes. you just spent two thousand, three thousand exactly. dollars on a ticket. So those type games just get me in the building. I, get, I But agree. if we're just doing a regular season game or something like that, it ain't got to be floor seats or right behind the bench. But I want to have good seats. I don't want to be having binoculars trying to watch the game. Do you think the Charlotte Hornets will ever turn the corner? I think they will. Lamelo is a he, he be balling. Yeah, I and, think they will. The Bridges guy, he plays with butter rim, and it's, mm-hmm. it's entertaining. But do you think they'll get back to where you watch it kind of like we did when we had Grandma, Mom, Muggsy, Bogues, and and those guys? I think it'll get back. I don't know when, but it'll get back. <laughs> That's like saying the Browns will get back. The Browns might get back this year. 
because they got Deshaun. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up. You see, some uh, people are are canceling their season tickets because of that signing, which is whack. That's whack because he's not guilty of nothing yet, right? Yeah, that's whack. Like, why would you? It's like in today's society, you are guilty into proven innocent, and he's been proven innocent, and they're still coming for him. I mean, they're not gonna stop. They're but why? Stop. Why uh-huh. if if we already if it already we don't went to court twice? Yeah, <laughs> twice. Well, let's not say we. He went to court. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know court. why I said we. <laughs> I just feel his pain. That's why yeah. I said we. But he done been to court twice and has not been indicted either time yeah. on any counts. I think Jim Tomey, which is a very popular baseball player, his wife is the one that she shared a, a, a message she received from one of the ladies that are that has the allegations against Deshaun Watt. Watson and uh, she shared it and basically the lady was saying thank you for sticking by our side and stuff like that. How much weight does that carry? You know what I mean? Like is she like obviously for the lady to thank her, is there some truth behind it? So this is how I feel. You go to court for justice, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. But when you're getting indicted on certain things or when you go into court and trying to see if they're going to bring these charges up on you or they're going to indict you it can be anything simple mm-hmm. that you get indicted for mm-hmm. for them to have 22 cases and he done been to court twice with no charges they dismissed all charges both times mm-hmm. what else has to happen for you to be like okay it wasn't true yeah and with that being said I mean some those are some of the smartest people that are doing the investigations and yeah. things of that nature. And they have their different rules, regulations that they go by that pretty much finds anything. I mean, you sit there and go back the Penn State situation and, yeah. uh, with the gymnastics program mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, these people do their research. Yes. And they find out things. So I don't see why they wouldn't do the same uh, for a high-profile person like Deshaun Watson. So it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I hope nothing comes back and then he is guilty. I hope it stays where he's innocent guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to side with him. I don't want him to catch hell simply because of what the allegations were. Things like sexual misconduct, rape, and things of that nature, mm-hmm. those are things that can alter your life if you're even Completely. found innocent. If Completely. you're found innocent and if someone came back and said they lied, somebody didn't find out that news and they're always going to look like you did something wrong. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, hopefully... Everything pans out best for him, but if he is in the wrong, hopefully everything pans out and those women get their justice as exactly. well. Exactly. And if he's in the wrong, hopefully they, like you said, hopefully the he women, gets, they get he, their he, justice. He deserves whatever he, deserves he gets. whatever he gets. That's yeah. true. You know, so uh, Colin Kaepernick, he did a passing exhibition at halftime at the Michigan um, spring game. Mm-hmm. Through for about 15 minutes. Uh, I, me personally, shout out to Coach Harbaugh for allowing it. Yep. You know, that that's major. That shows that he has support. Should he hang it up and just give up on that whole thing and just start living life outside of football? You hate to tell somebody to hang it up, but I don't think he'd get another opportunity. Ever? Nah, because honestly, ever is three years. It's been five, right? I think it's been five. It's been something like that. So when I say forever, it's three years for him because two or three years, because when you think about forever, that's like 
Yeah. Oh, infinity. Yeah, we can't say really for everyone to come with to the him. NFL. He don't have that that window. It's not. He's gonna keep getting older. Exactly. So the older he get, the, the more that window shrinks. So that forever starts to shrink down to however long he has. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think he has forever, and I don't think he's gonna get back in. Now, if he would have came, if he would have got out of the league and he was killing it when he got out, when he got out, he wasn't killing it when he when he left. Mm-mm. I want to say he was benched. Yeah. You know, when, when all this went down, like he wasn't starting. So if I'm not mistaken, so I don't, I just don't think he's now, do I feel like he's talented enough to be a backup for to sure. be a backup? I do think he could be but a backup. But do you want all of that, uh, canceling of single season tickets and all of that stuff? People, uh, losing respect for the entire program because you bring somebody in. Cause people still have their emotions. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think that's what they're afraid of. I think, I think when they look at it, I think now some of the owners understand what it was, what it was about. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think they want the repercussions behind have, have signing him. him. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown. Does someone sign him? No. You don't think they do? No. I don't because he was killing it when he left. He was. He's an amazing talent, and I like him as a receiver. I just don't think he's signed with anybody else because of not his on-the-field stuff, but his off-the-field antics. And I think showing them, I think showing him on on the big screen when he walked off the field. Oh, that was rough. His, that's tough to watch. <laughs> Took his whole uniform off. Yeah. Are you going to be the next team or somebody he does that to? Exactly. So once he becomes unhappy, not saying he didn't have a right reason to be unhappy, but I think the way he go about Expression his emotions, mm-hmm. I think it hurts him. For sure. But I'm not saying he's wrong for feeling the way he's feel, but I think the way he expresses it hurts him. For sure. I mean, he, he's, he wears his emotions on the sleeve. Yeah. And his, his reactions come off somewhat, can somewhat seem like they're a little arrogance behind it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, to be an elite player, you got to have some arrogance, I'm sure. Yep. Um, Man, it's it's rough because he is an extreme talent, an mm-hmm. extreme talent. Right now, could go probably be a number one on over half of the teams in the NFL. Yeah, that's the truth. You think he did right by his money? I think he did. Made a lot of it. So. Yeah, I think he did. You know, and he has yeah. ample opportunities to make more money. I don't know about that music career thing. He needs to let that go, like yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I haven't heard his music. <laughs> you don't need to. I haven't heard it, but I think he's fine. I think he's fine. But I'm excited to get to this question of the day because, from my understanding, these questions are some good questions. <laughs> well, we'll it's do that. make you think we'll, about. We'll, something we you will, think about. Let's, let's jump into these questions of the day. Yeah, that's something to think and, about. And we'll go into it. The, the team premiere question of the day uh, mm-hmm. comes from one of our uh, consistent listeners, which we appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and the question is, T-Cop, here you go. All right. Would you rather be blown out? Or lose by two or three points at the buzzer or at time expiring. Which one do you rather lose by? Being blown out or a really close loss at the end of the game? So, I'm going to go with being blown out. And the reason why I'm going with being blown out is because when you lose by two or three or lose at the buzzer, you still lost. To me, there's no more victories. You still lost. But all that's going to do is going to play with my psyche because I'm going to go back and the team is going to go back and look at every little thing that we could have done differently that could have changed the outcome of the game, which which the game is all about uh, inches, 
all about yards. It's all about just the little things mm-hmm. that equals up to the big thing. But I understand that. But I'd rather, if I'm going to lose, just blow me out. <laughs> blow me out of the water. Because at the end of the day, what I can do is, as a team, as an organization, we can look at it like, you know what, the game plan was just terrible. Let's scratch that, move on to the next game. You know, so that's why I would say, blow me out. Don't beat me by two or three points because then it's going to, you're just going to go back and just look at every little thing. So if I'm going to lose, go ahead and blow me out. You know, I, 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 I have to be on the opposite side of that. Okay. I'd rather be in the game all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And more because I feel like you can, when you go back to the tape and watch film on, on your performance, it is those inches that make a difference. You know, mm-hmm. that step, man, if you were to step three inches this way, you could have sacked the quarterback. Yep. If you would have uh, got into your back pedal half a second faster, you don't mm-hmm. get beat deep on the pass. Mm-hmm. Those little bitty things do happen, and I'd rather be in the game all the way at the end and never want that feeling again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going to be more motivating for me mm-hmm. as a coach now. As a player, uh, I don't want to get blown out either. Now, unfortunately, those years at ECU, we did get definitely blown out quite a few times mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of those years. I think your senior year, what, we won two games? Yeah. The year before we won one. So, I mean, we were getting the death beat out of us. Yep. It, it was what it was. And it sucks because when you're playing, you're putting in all that work. You don't put in that work to lose by a lot. You understand losses can happen, but not well, I mean, what do you consider to be a blowout in football? Now, now, it also depends on what part of the year it is. That, too. If it's early, I if can deal with it a little bit better. If Even if it's early, you can deal with it because you can be like, you know what? The game plan was just scratched or we just weren't ready. They beat us. Or I'm fine with it. Like, let's say Carolina and Kansas in the national championship game. I'm fine with getting blown out in the national championship game than getting beat by one or two or three. Because, again, I just – it's going to be in my mind the entire time if I've done this or we would done this, done that. Guess what? If I get blown out, we still going to watch the film. We still lost. <laughs> but guess what? We can just chalk it up as, you know what? Either that team was just better than we were or the game plan was just terrible. Throw it out the window. Let's move on. Let's learn from it and let's keep moving. Well, part two to that question, because it was definitely a part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you lose by a blowout or you lose by a couple points, which one is better to prepare for an offseason? So I'm assuming this is a late season loss type thing. Okay. Is what the question's coming from. Um losing by a little bit or losing by a lot? Which one's more motivating going into your offseason? Mm. That's a good one. Um I can say it both ways. Both of them gonna be motivating, right? Yeah, both of them gonna be motivating. To me, like I said before, though, I'd rather go and get blown out, especially in the late, late season. We got put out of the playoffs, or just go ahead and blow me out. Just go ahead and blow know, me I, out. But I feel like the 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 couple points, losing by a few points, I feel like it tells you that you're right there. Mm-hmm. You're right. There. I get that. Yep. When you get blown out, you still have no identity if you're getting blown out. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what you're coming with. Like you have no clue. But if it's late game, if it's late in the season, and that happens. Let's, I mean, since we it just these games just happened, let's talk about the Carolina and Kansas game. Mm-hmm. So if Carolina got blown out of the water, they still belong there because guess what? They got there. For sure. For they sure. still had to play these other teams, uh, Elite Eight, Sweet 16, Final Four. They still had to do certain things to get to the point they're at. So for me, if it's that type of game, 
I'm not worrying about or I'm not feeling like, oh, we ain't even belong there. I'm not feeling that way because we got there and we had to go through stuff to get there. I just I would just talk it up like, you know what? The game plan wasn't what it was. Um, we didn't prepare. We didn't prepare enough. And you know, we move on next year. We'll come back next year. We'll be better. You know, uh, but I get the other side too, though. Yeah, it, it goes either way. I mean, you should be motivated if you lose, regardless of whatever yep. the case may be. You know, uh, and I guess there's a three questions that we got, and the third one will be, what was it that uh, made you feel like you were an elite athlete or football player? We'll say football, since that's what we, that's so what we both I, come from. So what I feel like made me elite. Mm-hmm. Or a slash a good football elite football player. He's gonna hit me with the work ethic. Go ahead, let me hear it. Nah, it's not the work. I mean, that's part of it because you work your butt off. Yeah, for sure. But my mentality. Okay. My mentality, man. And anybody that that played pickup ball with me, uh, back in Little Washington, uh, that played football with me in high school, basketball with me, baseball with me. Everybody know my mentality was a different level. Like I hated, I hate to lose, mm-hmm. and and I will compete. I remember I'll tell you a quick story. I remember when I was in like third grade, third grade, the <laughs> PE teacher called my mom on me because we in gym and we playing. I want to say maybe kickball or something like that. Right. And I'm expecting everybody else, listen, I'm putting work in out here. I'm expecting all the other kids, third graders, to be just as competitive as me, and I won't send it. And I start fussing everybody out as a third grader. And teacher called him and called my mom. And, and said what, you were just too competitive? She said I was just too, I forgot exactly what she said, but I was too something. I, I wish you could find that teacher. I'm telling you. And reach out to her. What like, is her name? Miss Pierce. Miss Pierce. You need to be like, Miss Pierce, this is where it came from. You see, I turned this thing into a 10-year NFL career, Miss Pierce. My my JV coach, when I was playing basketball, my JV coach, he told me I was in my personally. Coach Nicholson, he was like, when I first met you, I really didn't like you. I thought you was arrogant. But then I found out you just competitive. And I am. Like, I just hate losing. I hate I hate losing more than I love winning. And I feel like that is what separates me from any other athlete that that I played with or played against or any other athletes that's out there that's trying. I feel like my mentality was different. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care what position you put me at. When we played teams that had a good receiver, I played corner, press corner. We played teams that had a good pass game overall, they put me at safety. When we played teams that had a good run game, they put me at linebacker. I didn't care where you put me at. Just put me on the field and let me compete. You know what I'm saying? Put me in, coach. Just put me in. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? And you're going to see because my mentality was different. Right. You know what I'm saying? I did, I had that. And I know I'm talking about myself a lot, but you asked me a question. I asked you a question. So, so I mean, you're supposed to answer like that. It's just my mentality. Of course, you got to have a skill set. Right. You got to have some type of skill set. But I feel like that dog mentality that I had, and still have it. It's just kind of dormant until I got to show it. But that is what separated me, my mentality. I want to see you coach. I can imagine you probably get fired oh, up in that sucks. too. Yeah, I get fired up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, believe yeah. it. I believe it. <laughs> and, for, and for me, man, I, I would say mine was being knowledgeable. Okay. 
I knew what everybody was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yep. I always felt like if you had a question, you could come to me. And it, I guess it might be not necessarily an elite. I ain't going to sit here and say I was elite. I was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was a, a better leader than I was necessarily as far as the athletic ability and all of this. I think I was a better leader. I think uh, you was elite. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I did have some quick feet. Usually, I mean, you got you played Division One football, and you had a shot to play in the NFL, and you played arena. True, and it, and it's very small numbers. Yeah, uh, that make it to play anything professionally. So yeah. I, I get it and I understand it, but I, I, it's just like I'm such a humble person, man. Like I really don't know how to. I, I joke around with it. Like mm-hmm. I joke with like Keith Stokes and Jay Ross and all those guys about yeah. being the most electrifying and, and explosive athlete to ever come out of East Carolina University. <laughs> Clearly, that's not the case. But I like to talk that junk. You know what I mean to my guys. You know what I mean. It's yeah. my circle. But I would say knowing what to do was my biggest strength, and thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. And literally being prepared for what if this doesn't work, then then, then here's my approach. If that mm-hmm. doesn't work, then this is my approach. You know, yep. knowing the score, I can literally compute the time left, what we need to do, how we need to get this stopped. We need to score within this time frame. We need to do this. Yep. You know, like I'm good at that. And I think that's something that plays into my part of being a coach now mm-hmm. is that I'm ahead. And a lot of times my, my coaches themselves, they they sometimes look at me like, what is he thinking about? Or yeah. you're not listening to me, coach. But I am. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, what if this happens and this happens and this happens and this is? Or what yeah. if this guy's in the game? And if he's in the game, he doesn't know it like this guy knows it. So if yeah. this guy gets hurt, we're kind of make, I got to adjust. And that's what my mind is always going. Yeah. Like so many times I could win a game by 20, 30 points and I'm pissed. Yeah. People are like, why are you not smiling? Like, mm-hmm. because we left 42 points out there. True. Like really, 42 sounds excessive. No, it really was 42 points. We could have scored if we would have done this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the part. It's the mental preparation yep. and the ability to adjust on the fly. I feel like that's what made me an elite, mm-hmm. and I think that's so what makes me a decent coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a toss-up. If you had to talk to kids these days, which we both do already, we talk to kids, is there a message you would give to them about mentality? Yes. That's what's going to separate you, you know, on any level. That's what's going to separate you because once you start going up levels, that talent start to even out. It start to even out. Now, Little League, you can have some kids that's just way more advanced. Oh, yeah, it's that fast kid that runs the suite. Yep. (laughs) And then when you get to middle school, it's going to start even out a little bit more. When they get the JV, it's going to start evening out. High school start evening out. College, it's going to start even out. And then pros, it's definitely going to be even out. Then it just comes down fundamentals, mm-hmm. preparation, and mentality. You got to have that mentality. You got to be able to compete regardless of what it looks like, regardless who you're going against. You have to be able to compete at a high level. Competitiveness, competitiveness is, to me, and mentality is the biggest components to being successful in any sport. You got to be competitive and you got to have that mentality, that dog, that killer mentality. Yeah, chest out, chin up. I you am gotta, the man ready. mentality. Yep. Not, Not saying that you got to be boastful about it, but inside, you got to have that feeling inside that when I step out in the field, look, when I was in high school, Big E, I was benching my senior 300 pounds, mm-hmm. squatting over 400 pounds, cleaning 300 pounds, snatching. Over 225. Yeah. Come on, when I step on that football field, running a 4-4 in high school, mm-hmm. 190. Mm-hmm. You was 190 in high school? My senior year, 190. He was a big receiver. 189. I've always been a thicker receiver. Yeah. 
You don't think when I step out on that football field that I felt like I was the baddest guy out here, that I don't care who you got on your team, I'm the size of your linebackers, I'm just as strong as your linebackers, and I'm faster than your DBs. I don't care what you got out here. I do what I want to do when I do it, when I want to do it. I love it. And you can't stop me. You got to have that mentality. But that's what I had, and I won't boastful about it, and I talk junk. But within, I knew what I had. I knew what I could do. I knew how good I was, and I knew couldn't none of these guys stop me. And I played varsity as a freshman. Right. But that's the only reason why I was able to do that, because I had a skill set, but I also wasn't afraid of anybody. What would you say to that one kid that has the best work ethic, but is afraid to speak up, to lead his team, to, to be that dog like look you got it in you mm-hmm. but you have to take it to another level you can't just be like if you want to have a successful senior year or mm-hmm. se- successful season mm-hmm. and there's a lack of leadership there and you're working the hardest you can't be quiet yeah because you need those people mm-hmm. is there any message that you send to a, a young guy that's on the verge of like should I talk should I not talk am I going to get in trouble if I talk or they're not going to listen I feel like personally, I feel like you have to have a voice no matter what mm-hmm. if you want the whole entire team to be good. You got to say something. Mm-hmm. But what what would you say to that kid that is is playing on that fence, straddling the line of being a leader or just being a guy? First thing that I would tell him is, and we kind of hit on it last week, um, you got to be the hardest worker on the field mm-hmm. or on the basketball court. You got to be one of the hardest workers because you can talk this stuff to somebody or trying to motivate your team but if they don't see you leading by example they're not going to follow you mm-hmm. regardless of what you're saying you could be talking right but if they don't see what you're doing because think about it we, always had, we all had guys on the team that was in the locker room trying to boost the guys up and get us, and get us going we may be losing or something like that but guess what he may was a practice squad guy or he may be a guy that that don't start it don't come out the same it don't, it don't come out the same you know what I'm saying so and that's not knocking anybody, but that's just being real, mm-hmm. the way you take certain things from people. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would tell a kid is make sure you're one of the hardest workers on the team. And make sure you're leading by example before you try to start trying to verbalize certain things because your teammates not going to take to it the way they would if they see you busting your butt every day in practice. If they see you doing the things that, you know, that you really don't want to do, but you're doing it, mm-hmm. you know. I think, to me, leading by example is a lot more, it's a lot more to it. I can say a lot more to it, but leading by example is better than leading verbally. But if you're leading by example, if you do start to get verbal with it, that's even more impact that you can have. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I see kids that lead by example. But then won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Won't challenge the teammate. Yep. Man, it's eleven on a football field. It's five on a basketball. You know what I mean? Like you yep. have to. You have somebody to. has to say something. Somebody, you got to hold each other accountable. You have to, even have if it's to. gonna be some pushback or whatever the case may be. And also in the football world, like you might have to hit somebody in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. Happen. A fight has to happen sometimes. And you mean to tell me a whole season go by and not one fight on a team? That team didn't win it. Mm-hmm. That team is not winning, and I there's repercussions to it. You might have to do some uh, uh, fifth quarter workouts, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, that punishment thing. Yeah, you know, uh, overtime, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. But you got to be willing if you want the team to be good. You got to step out on that ledge 
Yep. And and be willing to be the person that's gonna punch the star running back in the mouth. If he because he runs his mouth right, too much. Running too much, yep. You know, mm-hmm. I mean we go back to college, I remember Lorenzo Pickett punched Chris Johnson in the mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember Lorenzo uh, Lorenzo Pickett and Chris Moore. These both guys are playing. Yep. You know, Lorenzo didn't like the fact that Chris Moore rooted for Florida State and said that was his team and you own this team. Like, how can you say that's your team? Look, I done seen a full brawl with uh Thomas Jones. Remember Thomas Jones? Mm-hmm, the running back. The running back used to play for the Jets. And uh, and Jonathan, these two guys, uh, Jonathan Baldwin, these two guys. So JB was a was a rookie coming in, first round draft pick to the Saints, and he came in. I think JB will tell you, good friend of mine. We still talk to this day. I think JB will tell you he came in. I'm not gonna say arrogant, but he came in like you can't tell him nothing. Right. And it and it wasn't because he's a bad dude. Because honestly, he's a great person. But his upbringing, where he come from, yeah. you know what I'm saying, kind of installed that mentality in him. So, but him and him and Thomas got into it. I'm talking about scrapping, scrapping. You know, so that stuff happens on every level, and you have to hold each other accountable. Uh, one thing I tell the kids here that if you see a guy not doing it right, and the coach trying to coach him up, but yet he giving mouth back to the coach, and y'all know he's wrong, the coach shouldn't have to keep checking him. Yeah. Y'all need to start checking them at some point. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Y'all got to hold each other accountable. Because once you start holding each other accountable in practice, when the game come, everybody already know what the standard is. Everybody know what, as teammates, what we expect out of each other. Mm-hmm. And if they mess up in the game or they're not giving what they're supposed to get, guess what? It's not going to be a lot of pushback because they're checking you already in practice. So when the game time come, now it's not going to be, oh, well, that ain't my fault. That's going to be more my bad. I get it next time. Right. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm because that's you when you're holding each other accountable, now they understand the standard. Right. You know what I'm saying? In practice. Mm-hmm. So if it happened in the game, there's not going to be a lot of pushback. It's going to be, my bad, you're right, I got you next time. You know, and, and it's funny you bring that up. We, With my team, we've experienced that, those first two losses. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of new guys, and some of the older guys, with some of the more experienced with the team guys, were like, look, we don't do this star player thing. We do it by committee. Yeah. And some guys want to stand out, you know, defensive lineman saying, I want to make the play. That's not your job. Yeah. Your job is to to, to hold that gap. Yep. And let the linebackers go get all these tackles. That's mm-hmm. your so don't try to make a play <laughs> because now you're opening up holes that are way bigger for the linebacker to have to defend now. Yep. And we had a little pushback back and forth between the D line and the linebacker core mm-hmm. where that was that issue. I mean, we got it ironed out. Yeah. But it definitely was a problem. So you have to be willing to to I guess not be afraid to, to hold someone accountable. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the biggest things and on every level of sports is accountability and if you don't hold your guys accountable as a unit or as a team, it's not going to be as successful as you probably thought it was going to be before the season. You can have the best looking the best looking roster on paper mm-hmm. and that thing will go from, from sugar to shit right now. Yep, you right know, now. Right now. And I, and I think that is tougher. That's easier to do the higher level you go up. For sure. Because you're dealing with all alpha males. Yeah. Once you get to college, you're dealing with alpha males. Everybody on that team was the alpha. They were the dog at their school. They was the dog at their school. Once you go to the league, these same guys was the alpha males on their college teams. You know, so it's easier. And when you're an alpha male, it's like you don't really, you don't really care about what smiles, how they feel about you, or, or if you're checking them or not. You don't really care about that because you already an alpha male as well. So, but it's tougher when kids are in high school middle school, 
little league. Yeah. They don't really know who they are yet, so they don't feel like they can check anybody. Right. Some you know? playing a game, some playing yep. this is life. Yep. Some taking it as this is just my mom and them telling me I had to do something. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I, I, yep. I completely understand where you're coming from. But you know what? I think that's a good point to stop the show at today. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's show brought to us by Bet Online. Uh, people get out there, wager some money, probably win some. If you do, me and T Cop, we uh, would love to go out to eat on your dime. Look, I know people, fellas, ladies, that is making some money when it comes to this bet online stuff to the point that, look, I don't even get online and bet. I don't bet anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm about to start doing bet online just to be real with you. Because. I'm telling you, I'm, and the way you can bet is so many things that you can bet on when you when you actually go to bet online. I mean, you can literally bet on a quarter or a half of a game. Yeah. You can bet on so many little bitty things. If you don't want to do the whole game, if you don't have the, the ability to control anxiety for an entire game, yeah. just bet on that first half <laughs> or bet on the first quarter, whatever it may be. There's so many different ways to bet. But, you know, T-Cop, good show today. Appreciate you, man. Yes, uh, sir. Beautiful day outside again. The kids in the background out there playing, having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got some athletes to go train. I'm going to go train little Eric this here this evening Uh, so we're going to do our thing but people we appreciate you listening please throw those questions in our inbox because we love to talk about what you guys want to know or what what you guys want answered we love to answer those questions and also you know we may start taking this thing to different locations I mean the weather's good the weather's great outside now and it's it's nice to be outside and talking about it give you a whole nother vibe a whole nother feel so we may end up start posting up at different locations so make sure if you see us out make sure you stop by uh, say something to us. Jump give on us air message. with us. You yeah. never know. Come sit down. We're going to get oh, yeah. these extra mics out here for everybody. So we'll make it happen. But people, we appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Have a good rest of the week. Enjoy your weekends. And we'll see you next week. Or we'll hear you next week. Or you'll hear us next week. However you want to say it. All right, team. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.